Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Realtor Nation podcast. After a long hiatus, my name is Ian Hoover and I am the host of this podcast and I'm bringing to you the Realtor Nation, a show to improve your business. I apologize about being gone so long, but I am still committed to you guys and we are going to continue bringing you content to help you grow your business. Today is a special episode, or maybe a not-so-special episode. You guys are stuck with me today. It's actually not really today, it's more of tonight. I am recording this at about 10.15. I was tired of watching my uh, Chicago Bulls uh, joke tonight, so I decided to hop in here and record some content for you guys. But I do have some future episodes coming up. That should be really great. We're going to be interviewing some different types of people that have to do with our business, like contractors, mortgage people, title people, uh, anybody who we can leverage to build our businesses, we are going to talk to them. So I continue to stay committed to you, to bring you information and help you build your business. So today, you are unfortunately stuck with me, but we're going to go over... 10 things that you should be doing in 2019 to improve your business. So let's just get to it. Number one, setting goals. That's right, folks. We should set our goals. Everybody should have their goals. You should have a short-term goal, which is probably a three to six month goal. You should have a little bit longer of a goal, which I always do a yearly goal. So what's your goal for 2019? And that should be a goal that you should be able to break down. I mean, if you want to get 50 sales, then you need to break that down to how many sales calls you're going to make. you got to break it down that far. How many expired listing calls am I going to make that's going to get me this many listings, that's going to get me this many buyers, that's going to get me this many sales? It really needs to be something obtainable, uh, but it also should be more than what you did the previous year. When I was active in my real estate career, which I'm not really as active anymore, I'm managing my brokerage. But when I was active, my sales jumped anywhere from 30 to 50% year over year, every single year. Uh, And that's really what you should be striving for. If you can do more than that, great. But either way, you should definitely have those goals written down. And then you should always have one, as Darren Hardy would say, big, hairy, audacious goal to shoot for that's that's your maybe your five-year plan your 10-year plan i'm gonna have my own brokerage i'm gonna have 10 agents working for me i'm gonna build a team i'm gonna own you know whatever you want to do own a title company i don't care what your goal is maybe you're just gonna have a big hairy audacious goal like i'm gonna be a millionaire or i'm going to make a million dollars a year it can absolutely happen in this business if you're not currently making a million dollars a year I know multiple agents just in our small town of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania that are making a million dollars a year and you can too. You just have to set your goal. You have to make sure that you're building every single day to build your career and keep moving towards being the best agent that you can be, not only for yourself, but for your clients, for your family, for your friends. Uh, The better you can make yourself the better everything is going to be around you and set those goals. The other key I have with setting your goals is you have to post those goals somewhere where you're going to see them every single day. I have my goals posted 
in my home office. I have those goals posted in my work office. I also have those goals in my email that stay at the top of my email list so that I'm always looking at them. And that keeps me focused on the task at hand, which is achieving my goals. And if you see those goals every day, you're going to remember what you have to do every day so that you don't slack off. Funny thing is, I actually just sat down with somebody who wanted to become a real estate agent. Uh, And I guess this goes to my generation. I'm a millennial. And I think that a lot of millennials have the thought process of, I'm going to work as little as I have to. And he kept asking me questions like, how much vacation do I get? And, you know, do I have to work when I'm on vacation? Do you have somebody that will cover for me while I'm on vacation? Uh, He kept asking if he has to work more than 40 hours a week, if he has to work long nights and long weekends. And I pretty much looked him right in the face and said, look, there's a lot of money to be made in this business, but the type of questions that you are asking are not the right types of questions. You should be asking, how much work do I have to put in to get to my goal of making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year and having a career that I can be proud of? How much effort do I have to put in? How late do I have to stay up to put in those offers? How many sales calls do I have to make a day? Those are the questions you should be asking. So set your goals, have them posted somewhere where you can see them every single day and you can go over them every single day. I also recommend, speaking of Darren Daly, doing some some sort of motivational uh, thing every day. Uh, I like the Darren Daly uh, because Darren Hardy actually sends you an email every day with a video attached to it that is like a motivational, keep you on track, keep you motivated, keep you going towards your goal, uh, and, and starting your day off with something motivational. I think he sends them at like 5.30 in the morning. It really helps the average day-to-day just getting your mojo right. Hopefully you're you're like me and you're trying to get to the gym early in the morning. Uh, you can listen to that video while you're in the car on the way to the gym uh, and really jumpstart your day the right way. Okay, moving on to number two. To me, this is one of the most vital things if you're in the real estate business. And I have had a couple of the younger agents that work with us tell me that uh, they think that this is a dying thing. But I'm telling you what, I still make these calls uh, at least once or twice a week with some agents in our office. And this is the gold in real estate, expired listing calls. Every day in your market, you're going to have at least a handful of properties that hit that 12-month mark to where they're now expired. And they're now free agents for you to go after and recruit their business so that you can you know, add a listing to your, to your pipeline. Um, and obviously, listings bring buyers and buyers bring sales. So not only are you going to sell that listing, but you're probably on average going to get at least one or two potential buyers off of each listing. So that's a great way to take your business to the next level. If you're not currently making those calls, you should be making those calls. You should make those calls every single day. My recommendation is you get to the office or get to your home office around 8, 8.15 in the morning. You pull the the list. You skim the list because you got to make sure those properties are not back on the market uh, and under contract with another agent already. And then you call the list. 
You, there's plenty of free tools out there to get phone numbers. You call the list, you make those sales calls, you ask for their business, and you, you get those listings. Expired listings is pretty much the way I built my business. I called anywhere from 30 to 50 expired listing calls a day, and that usually would result me in the three to five listing appointments you know, a week, and then they usually ended up getting me one listing a week. And honestly, you could probably be a lot better than me at picking up the listings once you actually have the listing appointment. I really did not ever go in with a great plan to get that listing. I just would walk in, have them give me a tour of the home. I would give them my opinions on what repairs or changes they should make to their home and their environment in their home to help them sell the house. And I would present them with a CMA, show them what the other comparables are selling for, and make a recommendation on where I would list the property. Uh, there's so many better ways to go get listings, so I recommend being way more prepared, have a nice listing presentation, and really go for the listing when you go and get it. Don't just take the uh, lazy way like I did, uh, and you know that's something that you can learn from my mistakes. I think I would have probably gotten 50% more listings if I would have taken it seriously and did it better. So I think everybody can get better at everything. So if you are making expired listing calls, look at your conversion rate. If you're only converting 20% of your listing appointments, what can you do to take that 20% to 50%? And how many more deals would that give you per month, per year? How many more buyers would that give you per month, per year? Will that help you achieve the goals that you set down that you're looking at every single day? Number three, and this one is very important, networking. Look, I know, I understand there's Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all these great social media platforms, uh, but maybe I'm an old school millennial and I believe that we are still in a people business. It's all about going out, shaking hands, kissing babies, making friends, building relationships, and that's what this business is about. Most of my business... After I built my business, most of my business came from referrals. Those were referrals from past clients. Those were referrals from networking partners. Those were referrals from my team. And when I talk about my team, I meant my team like my attorney, my CPA, uh, people that were around me that I leaned on for advice because you get asked some off-the-wall questions. You need to have those answers. And networking gives you not only referral sources, but they also give you advice when you need to have advice so if you have a potential lawsuit pending coming your way which it's not really if it's more of when in this business that you're going to have a lawsuit coming uh, it's good to bounce those ideas off of your attorney if you have a tax question it's good to bounce those ideas off of your cpa and you know what if you refer them business a lot of times they're going to give you very inexpensive or even free advice and help you along the way because they realize how good of a resource you are to them and vice versa. It's a very win-win relationship. But when it comes to networking, I really recommend going out and focusing on category-specific networking groups. Um, those could be, you know, your average day-to-day groups that just anybody set up where they're like, hey, we're going to have, you know, one real estate agent, we're going to have one CPA, we're going to have one attorney. Um, a lot of times you see what probably the most successful networking group is, is BNI, which can be great for your business. 
a lot of times you'll see some offshoots of BNI where maybe a BNI chapter closed and those people have continued to build networking relationships outside of BNI. Um, but try and get in a BNI group. If there's not one in your area, maybe try and start one. If there is one in your area but you can't get into it, maybe start one in a in a very close by area that doesn't have a BNI chapter. Um, you know, anything you can do to be around people in similar industries as you that can be referral sources for you uh, is very very important and you should be networking you should be getting to any kind of networking event if there's mixers if there's um, you know obviously chamber events rotary clubs anything you can do to get in front of other people in the similar industry that can refer you business, you should be doing it. You should be out building those relationships. So if you're not networking, go network, go get in front of people. I know for some people, they have anxiety to get up and say a 30 or 60 second commercial in front of 20 people, you know, makes them very nervous, but you got to battle through that. You got to get past that. And that's how you can start building relationships. But it starts at going to those networking groups and then you're going to get all those business cards and you have to follow up with those people write them thank you letters write them thank you emails ask if you can buy them a cup of coffee to continue your building of their relationship ask if you can buy them lunch anything you can do to continue building that relationship okay number four it's a pretty big trend nowadays but I do think it's important, and that's blogging and vlogging. So vlogging, if you don't know what that is, it's video uh, blogging. So it's you know Facebook living yourself at a listing, or if you have a thought that pops into your head uh, and, and you're stuck in traffic, record that thought to your users on Facebook. I have about seven, eight hundred you know, friends or followers, whatever you want to call them on Facebook. They're definitely not all my friends, uh, but they're on there. And anytime I record a video, it's going right in front of those people. Facebook Live's important. YouTube's important. Um, and obviously, hopefully you have a website and you should be getting that content through your website. Writing blog articles that you can write on your website that makes uh, keywords will help make your website more search engine relevant so that your website shows up higher on the list when somebody searches for words that are in your blog post. So little things like that can go a long way. And I do think that uh, vlogging and blogging are important, but it can't all be about real estate. You can't just ram real estate down people's throats. If you do, people will get bored. They'll tune out. They'll stop listening. If you're in the industry like we are, sure, you're going to listen to a bunch of, you know, you're going to go on Inman, you're going to listen to a bunch of podcasts like this one that you're listening to now, um, and you're going to try and better yourself within the industry you're in. But if you're an average consumer, having real estate ran down your throat 24-7 probably isn't something that you're looking for. So mix it up. Uh, do Throwback Thursdays. Do, uh, hey, I'm at the store and I saw something interesting. Do a... Uh, uh, maybe do a, a you know a video about somebody in your sphere of influence that did something great. Uh, I don't know. Do something different, but don't always ram real estate down people's throats. 
if you do, um, it's probably going to make your consumers turn off a little quicker. I've seen some really cool things like from Sean Anthony that was on this podcast last year. Um, he does like raffle giveaways on Facebook Live. It's a very unique way of doing things. Just step outside of the box, step outside your comfort zone and introduce yourself to the world. Number five, calling past clients. This is a really big thing, not just, you know, sending them letters in the mail or Christmas cards or whatever uh, other ways that you communicate with your clients. You should be picking up the phone and calling these folks. If they were a good enough client that they bought a house off of you and maybe left you a five-star review, um, that's somebody that, that deserves your phone call every once in a while. Maybe it's on their birthday. You just, instead of messaging them on Facebook or sending them a birthday card in the mail, pick up the phone and call them. Tell them how much you appreciate their business. Tell them happy birthday and you hope they have a wonderful day. Little things like that can go a long way. And then if you're dealing with investors like I did in my career, um, you know, investors was a big part of my business. I think that you should be reaching out to those folks a lot more than every once in a while. Those people you should be uh, calling, texting, emailing on a regular basis, especially if they're buy and hold investors or flippers who are buying all the time. Because uh, otherwise, if you don't reach out to them, you're leaving money on the table. So call your past clients, take advantage of those business. Uh, that that business that's on that's out there um, and go after the past clients really build that relationship further um, because at the end of the day who's going to refer you uh, your network and your past clients are going to refer you uh, so call your past clients number six another thing I never really did a whole lot of and that's farming but the little bit of farming that I did had a huge impact on my career uh, I literally just handed out special candy at Halloween. So I would hand out candy to the kids and then I'd have a little a little kit for the adults that have my business card in there, a coupon for 500 bucks off their commission when they sell their house with me and uh, some nice candy, some adult candy. Uh, that they, you know, that I bought and that was kind of expensive, but it really made a good impression. Uh, and just from doing that over the span of about four years, I got multiple listings and I also bought a couple more houses in my neighborhood. I'm an investor as well. And, uh, you know, it gave me an opportunity, but even if I was not an investor, those properties that I purchased probably would have been slam dunk listings for me as well. So, um, you know, farming does work. Again, we're we're in a business where the old school tactics still work. And if you're not doing those old school tactics, you're probably leaving business on the board. So research farming, you know, start sending postcards out, start uh, maybe do a report for a neighborhood. At the very least, you should be farming the neighborhood that you live in uh, because, again, who's going to refer you? The people that know, like, and trust you. And I would hope that your neighbors you know, know you and like you, maybe can get to trust you, uh, depending on how close you are with them. But at the very least, they should trust that you being an expert who lives in their neighborhood, there should be nobody better to list and sell their house for them. And then of course, if they own a house already, and they're listing and selling more than likely, they're probably going to be buying another house. So that's a that's a two commission transaction for you. So you should absolutely be farming your neighborhood. Number seven, social media. 
you know what, I I know that there's ways to get business off of social media. However, I think that one of the most important things in our industry is brand presence. And if you don't have a brand presence, you probably don't have a business. So, uh, and yes, you, you work for a brokerage and that brokerage has a brand. But to be honest with you, more important than your broker's brand is your own personal brand and what people think about you. Um, so social media is a way for you to put yourself in front of the public, similar to blogging and vlogging. Some of them go hand in hand with each other. Uh, but social media is very important. You should be on Facebook. You should be on Twitter. You should be on Instagram. And if you're like a lot of real estate agents out there and you don't have the time for it, hire somebody. Get a friend that's looking for some part-time work and just show them what you want them to do and, and make sure that they're posting, you know, 10, 15 things a week for you, um, you know, and, you know, really get your content in front of people. Again, not all real estate content, but content. Social media is vital to your brand presence, and I do think that every agent should be focusing on social media. Uh, you can use uh, services like Hootsuite out there where you can literally set up your post for the whole week. Maybe that's instead of hiring somebody, you use a program like that and you set up your post for the whole week. It takes you an hour or two on Sunday night and you're done and all your posts are automatically done during the whole week for you. Uh, but either way, you should definitely have some brand recognition and that those social media posts should be tied into your website, uh, should be tied into everything else that you're doing uh, so that you're getting ultimate exposure from your website, from your blog, from your vlog, from your YouTube channel, from your social media. Um, and if you're not doing those things, again, you are leaving a lot out on the table. You got to take advantage of the business. You got to build your brand. Number eight, and this might sound too basic, but you got to keep learning. Learning is everything. And that's probably why you're listening to this podcast if you are. And if you are, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to this. Uh, but learning is key. Uh, whether you're reading, um, I, I go to a business coach. My business coach tells me that I need to be reading. Uh, I'm not a big reader. I've been more of an audiobook type of guy. And I've read or listened to a ton of business books uh, over the years. And uh, he told me, Ian, you got you to gotta start reading. And you know what? I you know This started in January. And I've been sitting down and reading at least a chapter a night. And I retain the information better than when I was listening to an audiobook, especially in the car. A lot of times in the car, I'm focused on a couple different other things, and I'm not fully focused on the task at hand, which is learning. Uh, so I do recommend that you pick up a book and start reading. Uh, if you're not a big reader, get to be a reader. Uh, most successful people read and you should be reading. A great book to start if you have not read much at all would be The Millionaire Real Estate Agent by Gary Keller. Uh, has a lot of great information in there and really helps you stay focused on the task at hand, which is building your real estate agent business. So keep learning. Go to continuing ed classes. Um, you know, go to podcasts, you know, listen to podcasts, watch YouTube videos, any kind of content you do. Uh, if I were you, I'd be trying to learn at least five or 10 minutes every single day. It's not a whole lot in the grand scheme of things, and it will help you build your business. Number nine, B. 
building relationships. This goes back to networking, um, but I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into it. So I like to use my attorney as an example. Um, I have a great business and real estate attorney. Uh, He's been a partner in my business for a long time, but not actually a partner. He doesn't own equity in my business, but he's a partner for me because I can lean on him. He can lean on me. When he's got real estate questions he doesn't know, he calls me. When I have attorney questions I don't know, I call him. Uh, He talks me off the ledge when I think that I'm going to get sued and my whole business is going to go down the drain over something that I didn't even do uh, or that none of my agents did. It's just something that happens. Um, you know, and he's really been a great advisor for me. But even further than that, once you build that relationship, uh, it's a really, you know, I scratch his back, he scratches my back type of business. Um, and that's the business we're in. So you got to leverage those relationships and build those relationships. If you don't have a good CPA to refer your clients to uh, and to do your taxes, get one. If you don't have good lending contacts, get them. If you don't have good title people, get them. If you don't have a good attorney, get a good attorney and build those relationships. Don't just get an attorney and pay them out the nose probably 200, 300 bucks an hour. You know, sit down with them, buy them coffee, uh, build a relationship. My attorney, I would go as far to say as he's a good friend of mine now. Uh, We've played basketball together. Uh, We've gone to the gym together. Uh, we communicate on a regular basis together. Uh, we pick on each other. Uh, the whole nine yards, uh, you know, he, he lends me money for my real estate investing. It's just a endless, great relationship. And you need to build those relationships if you have not already. And if you have already, think of other categories that you don't have a relationship and go out and get those relationships. Maybe you have a business and real estate attorney, but you don't have an estate attorney. You don't have a family law attorney. Those are people that can give you a lot of business. Think about it. Family law is divorce, you know? So what's one of the number one ways to that people are selling houses is through a product of divorce. I know it's a sad thing to talk about, but it's a great way to go out and get business is to build relationships with those people who have the access to that business. So build relationships. That all goes back to networking, but it's one of the most important things. I mean, I try and at least have one or two coffee appointments, one or two lunch appointments, and one or two um, business meetings in my office uh, every single week because that's the only way that I'm going to continue building relationships and growing my business. Um, and that's something that you guys should be doing too if you're not already. And if you are already, great. Just think of how you can leverage those relationships even more. And that goes into number 10, leverage your relationships. I know it might be hard. I know it might sound weird. I've talked to a couple of my agents about it, and it's just an awkward conversation to have. But when you sit down with these these folks that you're building relationships with, you have to have that open communication with them of, hey, I want to build this relationship with you. You're good at what you do. I'm good at what I do. Uh, I want to refer you, but I also, in return, I need you to refer me because that's the only way that I'm going to continue growing my business, and that's the only way I can continue getting you more referrals. So if you have a lender that you're talking to on a regular basis and 
you've been dealing with that lender for years and you've given that lender a ton of business and that lender has never returned the favor, you know what? I guess it's time to start networking with some other lenders. Same thing with title people. If you have a title guy that does title work for you and you know, has never even given you a lead or anything like that, you know, maybe I need to go search and find some more title people. Now, there's some industries, I would say title is one of them, where there's really not a whole ton of referrals to give out because most of the business they're dealing with already have agents. However, they're still going to have their house that they're going to sell someday, their mom's house, their dad's house. uh, And, You just need to have that communication with them that, hey, eventually you're going to have some leads for me and I would appreciate if if you give me leads for, you know, all the business that I've given you. We each do a good job for each other and I just want to continue uh, making this relationship grow. And the only way to grow is to refer each other and know, like, and trust each other. So leverage those relationships. Take a hard look at the people that you're doing business with on a day-to-day basis. And if they're not impacting your business in a positive way, uh, and what I mean by that is if they're not giving you referrals but you're giving them, it's a one-sided relationship, then you need to work on either A, focusing on that relationship more or B, if you focus on that relationship a lot and you haven't gotten anything out of it, then you need to take that relationship and find a different one. Uh, maybe you can still continue to throw them some business from time to time, but it needs to be kind of a difficult conversation of, hey, I just wanted to give you a heads up. Uh, you've been doing mortgages for me for a long time. You do a great job. However, I've been taking a look at my business and I'm not getting enough referrals from my team of experts that I have around me and you're one of my team and I really haven't gotten a ton of referrals from you. So I'm going to start networking with some other lenders, um, you know, and I I hope you understand. And if they don't understand, then, you know, they're, they're probably in the wrong business. So, okay, so that is the top 10 things that I... that I think you should be doing or adding to your business in 2019 if you're not doing it already. If you are doing those things, I highly recommend taking a hard look at each one of those things and say, how can I do this better? How can I improve on what I am doing? Um, Maybe it's you can take your average sales price and increase that. That's one thing that I had trouble with early on in my career. I think uh, my first full-time year in real estate, my average sale price was $67,000. And I sold a crap load of transactions at $67,000. So I had to take a step back and take a hard look at how do I make more money but work less? It's It's... selling more expensive houses how do I get more expensive houses and I had to adjust my goals and my game plan on how to go get that business okay guys well I hope this was good content for you I am back in the saddle Realtor Nation podcast is going to be back in action I promise you at least one or two episodes a month Uh, we're going to keep building this podcast up I have another podcast here next week. I'll be recording with a big-time contractor, and we're going to talk about the real estate agent versus contractor relationship because I think it's one that needs some mending. I think that real estate agents don't trust contractors, and maybe contractors don't trust real estate agents. So it's going to be a tough conversation we're going to have, and I look forward to having that. Uh, And again, that'll be coming out here in the next couple weeks. I'm recording it next week. 
And if you are somebody who would like to be on the Realtor Nation podcast, you can get in contact with me. My email is ian at ianhoover.com. If you don't know how to spell that, well, uh, I got problems for you. But Ian is I-A-N. Hoover is like the vacuum cleaner in the present, H-O-O-V-E-R. Ian at ianhoover.com. Just shoot me a resume. Let me know um, why you want to be on the podcast and what kind of content you can bring to our listeners uh, to help improve their business. Because at the end of the day, that's why I'm doing this, is to help you improve your business. Okay, Realtor Nation, this is Ian Hoover with the Deacon Hoover Radio Network, signing off.